Top Shelf Fantasy. All right. 2023 season officially kicks off. I hope you listen to our uh, podcast episode. Podcast episode. Our, our Power Hour podcast. Um, I think from two weeks ago. Came out pretty good. Um, pretty much the, uh, the you know, top at every position. Drank some beers. Got pretty tipsy. Dow's bum had to pick him up. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, very, very safe. smart. Very, very yeah. smart. Yeah. Solid uh, playlist in the, in the Power Hour set. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I was, it was uh, Tom's uh, Tom's whatnot card lab uh, playlist, which is a fire. Yeah, so. very good. Uh, yeah, podcast two thirty nine, uh, February sixteenth, two thousand twenty three. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Topshop FNTSY. Derek, thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, boys. It's been a while, probably since last. I don't probably just mid December. Yeah, since around least. December. At least, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that guy since last year, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, the boys are back. we got plenty to talk about. We'll talk about this podcast, the, the Super Bowl, some coaching changes, some rumors and news. And then we'll get into some Dynasty stuff in the later pods, you know, the very fun stuff to talk about because we're all in Dynasty Leagues. All of our leagues have already renewed, <laughs> so we're <laughs> in full force already, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, it's really a riot. Like you think that the season's finally over. You're like, all right, cool. Season's capped. And then you get the notification the day after the Super Bowl that your <laughs> dynasty league is renewed. And then you get a flurry of trade offers from everybody with their newly released rosters. It's like, I mean, wow. I don't know about you guys, but I've probably read like, probably like 15 mock drafts already. Like I'm just, that's a Dallas right, was right in draft mode. Like it's mm-hmm. my favorite part of the NFL season is the NFL draft. hundred percent. Like the day the Super Bowl gets played the day after you finally have, you know, we, we knew what it looked like, but we have finalized draft order, which is like fun. Now we can officially do mock drafts in the order that they're going to be right up until the team start trading. Yeah. Like, this is, this is what we live for. This is the best part of football for me. And I think, I think a ten, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people probably agree with you. Right. <laughs> and you'll see in the walks, there's only 31 picks in the first round. Cause Miami is a shit organization. So they lost that first. Which is awesome for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they traded Claypool for a second round pick, which ended up being the 201. So they pretty much get the 132 or the, the 32nd pick with a second round salary. Yeah. That's I mean, huge. That I think they should have lost more draft picks, but that's a topic for maybe another full podcast. Of, Honestly, like, I was going to say it's an hour. <laughs> the yeah. fuckery of the Miami Dolphins the last couple of years. Yeah, and they didn't end up getting a uh, Sean Payton, which we'll get to uh, later <laughs> on <laughs> after all that debacle, or Tom Brady, who just or, or Tom Brady, yeah. So they've lo- lost a draft pick and they lost a quarterback's brain. So uh, lose, lose, and lose for them, and lose four losses. So, all right, we'll get into the Super Bowl. Uh, as we all know, the Chiefs won 38 35, one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen um, since I've been alive. We always want a high scoring game. We wanted that with the Patriots Rams a couple years ago. It ended up being what 13 10 or 13 7, whatever yeah. the hell it was. So 38 35. If you bet the over, good for you. It's hard to bet the over in the Super Bowl because it never hits. I feel it like it never hits. It, it was yeah, 51. It was only 51 and a half. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked, but I was still too scared to bet it. So yeah. you, you always are. I mean, Philly's defense has been so good. Chiefs defense has been 
solid too. So you thought like, all right, maybe they'll slow down, you know, hurts a bit, Mahomes a bit. Really wasn't the case. I thought it would be one of those where they both had so much respect that kind of nothing happened. Like I think years ago we talked about Breeze versus Brady in the Saints Bucks game. You go, oh, this is gonna be like be a 40-40 game, and it was like 17 10. I kind of thought we were gonna see that, and it just did not play that out that way at all. I'm just you know, much to my pleasant surprise. The game was awesome. You can't you can't yeah. knock it anyway. Yeah, and I think it's like when this like with the score so high, I think one thing that we really saw was like two nearly perfect games from both quarterbacks. Like, like hats off to both those guys. Like Patrick Mahomes getting all the glory, but Jalen Hurts was like I just felt like I was rooting for the Chiefs, and I was just like, we're not gonna stop this guy. Oh, he was <laughs> on then, fire. In the second half, I know they struggled, but they still just scared the hell out of me every time the ball was in the pants. Yeah, if you were ever gonna make a case for a losing team to have the MVP and you wanted to make it Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't have fought you on it on this one. I mean, his line was fantastic. It really popped out off, you know, pops off the stat sheet at you, but he lost the game. And really take away the penalty at the end, I think that's a nonsense point to argue too much. But the the difference in the game was the quarterback and Jalen Hurts fumbling that ball that got returned for a touchdown, I think is is much more significant um in the grand scheme of things. But either way, I mean, just a great game to watch. Yeah, and I think Mahomes won the MVP on that scramble on that last drive. Like, why, like going back and rewatching the game, um, like the condensed version. Like, I did. I don't think I realized how big of a play that was until I watched it again because it was like I think it was on first down, but that scramble ended the game. He put him. He like they needed to get the field goal range. They probably need another like five or six yards. And he just popped off a 20 yard run and mm-hmm. it was out of nowhere on a bum leg, like just putting the team on his back with that scramble. I, it just, Patrick Mahomes just puts me in awe every single time I watch it, dude. Yeah. Big time players, big time plays, big time moments. And that's what, that, that's yep, what he did. That's who wins it. And you just, he stepped up whether he, you know, whether, whether he had any chance to make a play after that, had he not made the scramble, you'll never know. But he made it so the Chiefs didn't have to worry about it. Like like you said, they controlled the game for after that scramble. It was really just whatever they wanted to do. Even if they didn't get that call at the end, and it, it makes it a 38-35 game with, what, a minute and a half, and the Eagles with the ball and one timeout. Okay, well, the Eagles are not really moving the ball in the second half at all. So it's not like we're talking about a sure thing. We're not talking about even guaranteed overtime. I mean – I think I've seen a lot of the Philly fans be like, oh, they got given the game. I just, I think if you look at it from a neutral perspective, you say maybe we got robbed of a, a great finish, but we saw a great game the whole way and probably the same result ending, ending at 38 uh, 35. Yeah. You never lose a four quarter football game on one call or one play. Like, so you got to take that out of it. Um, I think it was the right call on the field. I mean, like, one that was clearly a hold. Like, if you look at I, the, view that they show is like the reverse angle but if you look at the front side angle it looks like a pretty clear hold um but regardless you yeah you just don't lose a game in one yeah. play well and i think even the people that argue the call they're they're like oh yeah well it's a penalty you just don't call it it's like well, okay well we're, yeah. it's a, a foul is a foul i mean yeah rules are rules it's not like yeah. you can kill your yeah. wife and, she's cheating on you right like yeah. there's a reason why rules yeah. and, rules you know exactly and then like they're like oh well juju wouldn't have even caught that ball it's like yeah well Mahomes overthrew because he saw there was a penalty so he just kind of like threw it in the in the range yeah. of him which what a quarterback does like he, he if you wanted to he would have just tossed it close to juju but at that point it's like god forbid they don't call it it could be a pick six like i'm, and- I'm, I'm not gonna 
right? Yeah. And he kept the ball in bounds. So like a few different like little rule things. One, it's holding because they happened before the ball was in the air. Otherwise, it would have to be pass interference. So it doesn't matter if it was uncatchable, but the ball does have to land in bounds for that hold to be. Like if he threw that and skied it over the end zone, like a throwaway, yeah, it would have picked, picked, picked the flag up. Mm-hmm. So little, catch, little, yeah. little things, but they matter. Yeah, I mean, they could have tackled Kadaris Tony too during that punt <laughs> return. Like, yeah. go, go go back at that, at that play. Like that, I think that was probably the biggest spark for the Chiefs is was that play. They get down to what the six. nine yeah. six yard line, and then and then he has the walk in, which um, the story coming out says Eric Bieniemy brought it up in in film scout and saying, "Listen, I saw this play. They overcommit." on these jet sweeps and if we, if they're in man coverage we have an opportunity to fake the jet sweep or the motion and then make this play happen they did it twice so did it twice. if you want to if you want to give an mvp <laughs> out if can we give it to a coach because the enemy might have earned it <laughs> and then the the second time with sky Moore, like dude no like we, we got a 24 no one's gonna watch this guy trust me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so like in going back and watching the game too, if you want to understand why pre-snap motion is important to offenses when your skilled position players can't win every single battle, like go back and watch the second half of that Chiefs game. They're moving guys around and it's confusing that defense. And like on, on the Sky Moore touchdown where he walked in, they bump the coverage. So Patrick Mahomes knows it's man, but then they run that whip back, but they overcommit on the bump. And you can see it in film. It's like pretty clear the outside corner was the one that was wrong because the outside guy has to take the outside guy when that happens and you're playing man coverage you have to play what's called like stack stack man which means that you have whatever man goes whichever direction right and if they both go you both go you follow them so like it was just like a really clear like busting coverage and not understanding the rules of of your own defense which is always dangerous against a guy like Mahomes if you draw yeah. something up and you're in the Super Bowl against a team that has played pretty elite defense for the entire season and you can get a guy open that or that open two times, you've done something perfect in your preparation. And then you put it, you know, on the field. That's deserving of reward in and of itself. That that's yeah. guy more touchdown too. There's actually another story too where they actually wind up in the wrong formation. And you yeah, can see Patrick, I, I did see that. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes calls for the motion from Kadarius Tony's side, and Kadarius Tony like points the other way, and then he's like, "All right, whatever, come on over." <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> and they it, still it, run it. <laughs> they grabbed it on uh, NFL Films. I think they had the audio come out today. The coaches were like, "Did you realize you're in the wrong formation?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I just figured I could make it work." It's like, <laughs> "All right, rock and roll." Love it. Uh, did you see also all those uh, quarterback sneaks that the Eagles are able to get off? The NFL is already talking about changing the rule for quarterback they, sneaks and pushing. And they yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like you just can't like we talk about that. I think the entire you know game. Like, like yeah. this, this, like we we go back to like even a couple of years ago. Like Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback sneaker in the entire NFL. This puts anything that Tom Brady's ever done to shame. Like, yeah, if Tom Brady's seen these, like, oh shit, like I, I could have done that. Or well, anyone else not be there. able to push the whole pile like they used right. to be against the rules, and then I think within the last couple of years they changed it, and then this year it feels like they let it go for like minutes. Like the guys stood up, st- stand still, and they're like, "Well, let three more guys jump in and push them." Like, yeah. what are you doing here? It's eleven on eleven. It's rugby. 
a little a little football history, but like back um with the undefeated USC team with Matt Liner and Reggie Bush, like one of the big controversial calls was that they had a QB sneak for a touchdown in a game where they were behind that they ended up winning. And Reggie Bush clearly comes up and pushes the line art like through the end zone. And it was like that that's still legal in college. Like bring that back to the NFL. Like what are mm-hmm. we doing? Yeah. I, I thought Matt Liner was gonna be so good in the NFL, by the way. It's a quick side <laughs> note. He he was not. <laughs> he was not. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure uh Miles Sanders and Gamewell were the biggest people that said that shouldn't be allowed going forward. Because yeah. they're, oh, t- really? they're t- no, no, I'm totally kidding. Oh, they, oh god, you they take away like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Gamewell goes down to the inch yard line and right away you see his face like ah, it's not gonna be mine. I'm just gonna go to the sideline and this <laughs> right away three <laughs> three rushing touchdowns i mean yeah as you said that that stat that stat line alone is you know fantasy football any week mvp like that's 40, 40 plus points yeah, yeah. like that yeah. that's huge yep all right well what else can we talk about mahomes mvp 180 yards three touchdowns six rushes for 44 yards not crazy stat line for a game like that but it was very spread around. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey got his, Tony, Sky yeah, Moore. Kelsey came you played great too. in the second I, half. I thought it was going to be Kelsey early on. I mean, he was six for 60 and a touchdown within, like, the first quarter, it seemed. And then kind of just fell off. I mean, he made some big catches. Don't, don't shouldn't act like Yeah, I think scared, the defense but, really yeah. honed in on him, too, in the second half, which makes sense. But that's why I saw so many, so many mm-hmm. easy plays for Juju and the other receivers. It's a, it's a good example of how stat lines can be really misleading because if you watch that full football game, there's no question in doubt that Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of that game, like outside of if you wanted to give it to Jalen Hurts. But if you were going to give it to the winning team, like you watch that football game, regardless of any of those numbers, you know that like that whole game was on his shoulders. <laughs> Man, he carried that offense. Like, and Pacheco was really good too. So they had a good mm-hmm. mix of like the run, but like Pacheco kept him in check and then Mahomes made him pay. And it was it was a really 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 like well executed offense to watch. And a fantastic play was the McKinnon play where he, he slid down up the two yard line. Yeah, like really I smart. saw like a photo of that, and it's like this should be hung up in like every just like He's gym smart. gym or something <laughs> like that. Kind of like because pretty much like like he, he could have easily scored a touchdown. Like to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl is probably every kid's dream, and yeah. he got rid of that dream to help his team win. Like, yeah, it's teamwork. Like, like if that's Kadarius Tony, that guy's going into the end zone. I don't oh. care what you, what you say, like <laughs> anyone else, like yeah. if it's Pacheco, he couldn't stop himself. Cause he, yeah, he, he runs no so breaks. hard. Like, no breaks. No breaks. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a reason why McKinnon has the C on his chest. Like it was always yeah. really, it was really surprising to me to see McKinnon uh, as a captain, but there's a reason for it. And like those things show up, but like, the best teams, best football teams are really good at situational football and that's good situational football. You know that there was some coach that said something into someone about going down at some point. Well, like, like if McKinnon was aware enough to do that in a game, they've practiced it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so like that means that they're, they're ready for every single situation going into this week. And it's probably why they won. The big problem with that, though, is from a Patriots fan's perspective, is Bill Belichick saw it too, and now he's going to give McKinnon probably like twelve million dollars to play for the team next year. So we're gonna have to at thirty-one, <laughs> yeah, at thirty-one, thirty-two, whatever how old he is. Now we'll rot our ten running backs. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, Dow, is there anything else you want to add to this? I know you put the 
No, I think no I think that's really it for the – oh, yeah, we can talk about the field surface. Everybody's bitching about that. I mean, I don't really care that much. They played on the same field. I know they're saying the, the Chiefs had the right cleats on and the Eagles didn't because they fell down. It's, well, that's on the Eagles. Make the adjustments. That's an in-game <laughs> adjustment, I guess. So uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give any more credence to the to the sod. Nonsense. Did you see see on the broadcast they had like a whole like like laundry bucket full of cleats? Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Like really they drained their cleats out and stuff. It was like a giant. It was like a giant like, hallway like laundry <laughs> like towel like basket. One of those huge things that you put like in your attic full of like Christmas ornaments. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just full of cleats. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, which is and- crazy, but like in. And sure, but I think we can bitch about it from like an overarching standpoint. Like, yeah, the field should be better. Like, we should not see people falling down again. Right. You slip and slide. That's a that's an ACL or knee injury, an ankle injury, whatever it is. Let's be better than that overall. But I don't think you can attribute it to a team getting jilted one way or the other. I think that's unfair. Oh, for sure. Do you think um, this game for Miles Sanders hurts his his contract coming into this, this offseason because he had a very I think he, he had positive yards in the third quarter, I think. He barely played. Yeah, I mean, he was like his first uh, carry was one carry for minus two or minus one. And then Gamewell and Scott both had two carries. And then he carried again minus two. So he was two for minus three. And then Scott and Gamewell carried a couple of times more. And you didn't see him until the third quarter. He had like one good run, I think, of like seven yards. But Well, it never hurt Jordan Howard in the Eagles, so it might not hurt him that much. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think it hurts – more it might hurt him more on like his fantasy stock because people are going to have that as their most recent memory of him like oh he didn't do anything in the in the super bowl but i just i don't know i, I wouldn't worry about it all that much personally i think he, he yeah. showed you a lot larger data set all year that he could still contribute yeah if any field. if anything it's good for the eagles so now they can get him for cheaper if, if you know that is the case that yeah. but i mean there's so many free agent rbs out there that it maybe that puts him down you know blow someone you, I mean, you don't know his biggest like issue yeah his his biggest issue is the saturated market there's too many good free agent running backs and there's way too many good running backs coming out of draft mm-hmm. like you're looking like a guy like of what miles sanders does which is like i don't think we've seen everything he can do from the eagles to be honest because i think he is better than what he's done in the eagles he's very but, limited but like if you like He's not really a pass catching back. So if you just need like a runner kind of between the tackles, those are a dime a dozen in the draft right now. Like you got a guy like Tink Bigsby coming out of Auburn that's a bruiser that's pretty quick and shifty. And he doesn't really catch the ball, but he's going to go like in the third or fourth round in the NFL draft. And he's going to be a better runner out the gates than a lot of these for Asian running backs. So just be every dynasty person be ready to hear about the generational talents inside of the running back class this year because there's a lot of good ones i also think for the eagles specifically their offensive line is now two years running the best offensive line uh for the run in football so they might be sitting there going we're just absolutely not paying a running back like any sort of significant money because we don't need to i pay the i pay the o-line over it pay (laughs) exactly rb in that system yeah, yeah. And I, like I think that's a, a and, fair and approach. You could get well for cheap for at least another year or two. Again, you bring in a guy like a rookie in the third or fourth round, and you're probably fine. And they probably got Boston Scott hanging around. I don't know Boston Scott's contract off the top of my head, but I'm sure he'll play there for two million bucks and be on his way. Right. You know? Yep. And they got they got two other big things contract wise. They got 
Mr. Jalen Hurts and Devonta yeah. Smith coming up. So, yeah, and they're so gonna have like, like I know Devonta Smith is probably another three years, but if they pay Jalen Hurts this summer, like, and they bring in, they sign a running back for like three years, it's gonna kind of just bang up against these contracts with the wide receivers and the wide receiver contracts are getting so crazy that like, I don't know if there's going to be a team that's going to be able to pay two top wide receivers and a quarterback on the same offense anymore. Like, we talk about the Bengals all the time. Like, are they going to be able to pay T Higgins and chase? Probably not. And that's why Higgins is so. a huge, huge name right now for the Patriots or anyone like Bengals might as well trade them now to get some pick because it's better to do that than let a top 10 receiver walk. That's yeah. what, 24 and, years old at the time. And you could be staring down, like Derek said, the barrel of what, two receivers commanding 25 million a year each. Like that's not far off. Like, right. <laughs> that's insane. 50 million. Like, the, and they're both probably deserving it when their contracts are up, which is so scary. And then your your quarterback's going to be like somewhere in the realm, like even a low end quarterback's going to be in the realm of 30 million. So like yeah. thirty to thirty to fifty two million for your quarterback. I mean, we'd, we we had like a lot in fantasy. We'd like QB th- like outside the top twenty, Russell Wilson, like Matt Ryan, getting paid. You know that yeah. much? It's insane. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, you're you right. could even look at that happening in Denver. I mean, Russell Wilson already has his contract. I mean, Cortland Sutton doesn't make that much, but Judy's going to be up if if he can somehow put a season together. Uh, he could be in that realm too. It's it's craziness. Well, but yeah, that they did extend Sutton too. But uh, you know, this is a podcast probably for uh, <laughs> n- next time because we can d- dive deep into this, and I can't wait to talk about that. But let's talk about some coach, some coaching changes. Yeah, hell yeah, well, I'll tell uh, Sean Payton back in the league again, not with the uh, the Dolphins, but with the Broncos. He had his choice of pretty much any team that was willing to have a new head coach, but uh, what was it? Uh, was it two first or conditional first or like, what? it was a, it was a first and a second, but the second, the year will play. So it was a 20 okay. first and a 24 second, I believe. Yep. You are correct. I was like, as don't well as a future, that, but... as well as a future third. No idea what the future third is, but that's a lot for a coach, but they better win this year. Yeah, the thing is they can't be worse so but yeah they're in a brutal division i mean it's the same conversation we had last year is the chiefs are still there and the chiefs are still king i mean people had questions about the chiefs this year saying that they couldn't get it done but i think they just really proved they can um then you still have the raiders and the Chargers. i mean you're not in a pushover division no matter how you slice it yeah i guess the only thing is like oh we'll talk about that too Derek Harvey and gone. Oh, so like the Raiders could suck, but still, yeah, you, you do have Herbert and the Chargers, and everyone's at least back this year for the Chargers. So you got to think they can't get worse. New OC there, like the the best thing about Denver, if you look at it like on paper this year, is that if their offense was even mediocre, they would have been in a ten or eleven win team. Well, like, you defense, think, I, like their defense was so good. Yeah, but that kind of came later. Um, like on paper, they were so good, but them being that good came at like after week six. Like JC Jackson was a horror oh, no, show. Dem- Denver, Denver. Oh, they're Denver. talking about Denver. Okay, yeah. fuck me. Okay. So if if Shopping <laughs> comes in and kind of just gets that offense to a relevant standpoint, I think Denver will be able to compete. They obviously will. 
they have an uphill battle in their division, but I mean, it's not. Out of, out of yeah, yeah. I mean, let's hope Javante. Yeah, Javante comes back hundred percent. I mean, that was a huge loss for, for them. What week three or four? He got hurt. Yeah, and Javante's knee injury was a lot closer to like the J.K. Dobbins, Saquon Barkley knee injury, where like it was multiple ligaments and mm-hmm. maybe also some muscle damage. So like, we see how long I'm, that takes. <laughs> I'm holding my breath on like the difference is like the Brees Hall ACL tear was just like a nice ACL tear. It wasn't like a catastrophic knee injury, but Javante's was a very bad knee injury. Those tend to take two years, so. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver goes out and gets a running back in the mid rounds too. I mean, it's smart because they only have, I think they only have him under contract. Maybe Mike Boone, but I mean, Latavius right. was just a rental. Gordon's gone, so they, oh, Mike Boone never looked they, good even when he was on the field. Trade for Chase. What? They trade Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. I don't know what his contract is, but uh, they give him the like two years. Maybe like yeah, three or four. Million, but like it's he's the kind of guy where he, he's probably not guaranteed the second year. I like most likely, yeah. And we You're saw right. Chase play last year. Like you 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 need like he's a good third guy on your team. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's it. All right. Um another coach coaching change. Uh D'Amico Ryans, the former Niners head uh, DC, Houston Texans, Lovey Smith, one year rental. Uh, he's gone, so D'Amico is going back to where he played in the NFL. Yeah, and he yeah. had uh, a lot of links to Cliff Kingsbury coming back as his OC, and it seemed to be the popular take for a little bit, and it is not. That's not what's going to happen. I don't want to you know, jump the gun here, but he did not sign him. He took one of his guys from uh, from San Fran, and it looks like they're going to try to install the San Fran offense. So be interesting to see what they do with their draft picks. I think that's going to be very contingent on – the success of this team in this coming year is if they hit on their high pick. If they don't, they probably will suck again. Do you like, is there like, I don't know how much you've dove into the quarterbacks yet, Dallas, but is there a quarterback that you like for Houston at all? Uh, I mean, so I would love to see Bryce Young go to Houston. I don't know if they like him or Stroud more. I know Bryce Young's measurables are a little bit, um, I would say inferior. I mean, he's six feet tall and like maybe 200 pounds soaking wet. CJ Stroud is a little bit more size. The NFL game might be a little bit easier for him. But mm. I would love them to take uh, Le- uh, Levis, Will Levis. Yeah, Will, I, Will, Will, Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah. Levis. Yeah. Levis. <laughs> Levis uh, jeans. So, it's I've, I, so I've never actually watched him like live play a game. So I usually don't have the audio and I'm only watching it twice. I had no idea how to say his name. Mm. But I just think that his game is going to translate so well to the NFL. I think he's just like a really polished passer. And Mm. I don't, but I don't know that that's what D'Amico Ryan's wants. So as soon as he, I just saw today that they brought over Bobby Slowick to run the Niners offense in Houston. So maybe they will take a guy that's a little bit more mobile and can move around a little bit better. I I don't know. So I I need to redo my mock draft because I think originally I had them mock to take Bryce Young. I don't Mm. know that it's going to happen. Well, he was the popular guy when you did it like two months ago. It was like, duh. Yeah. Like, it's Bryce Young's no question most talented quarterback in the draft. That's just as measurable. Yeah, like, and like he's the, a little small, but and like Kyler, Kyler was small, right? And Kyler is small, but Kyler's like a thick little dude. Like he's yeah. not made of paper, but Bryce Young's like, get. I think like one eighty soaking wet is generous. He's the like Devontae Smith of quarterbacks. I was just gonna say right. Bryce Young is Devontae Smith's measurables. 
But we've seen Devontae Smith out there taking hits and being fine in the NFL. So yep. yeah. who knows? He was getting knocked around the Super Bowl. We didn't talk about that, but they were manhandling. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get hit by defensive linemen as much as a quarterback might. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very different. true. Good point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think I would not be surprised to see them go Bryce Young. I think that's probably still the most likely. And if they're going to bring in this San Francisco style offense to Houston, I think I think that's probably the right call. Um, I think he's more capable of running a similar system like that, but. Mm. I would like to see William I think, end up there. Uh, when you get to the Anthony Richardson tape, think about like Anthony Richardson, his skill set inside like a can, like quarterback controlled offense like San Fran. Yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense, but two is pretty high for him. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, get there, so I had we'll Anthony Richardson. I don't know if you read my write up on him from two months ago. I had him going, I think, to Indy. And I was like, this is not going to be a popular pick, but here's why. I love right. him. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the guy, so he's going to end up higher. Let me explain. Yes. How I do yes. MVP, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put some calls out to some GMs. You'll get him up there. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, next coach, uh, Frank Reich got fired uh, as the Colts head coach, and I think either the same day or the next day he was hired right again to coach the Panthers. Yeah, I think that was the uh, quickest turnaround I've ever seen. The, the best day of Frank Reich's whole year was the day he got fired from that Colts job. <laughs> <laughs> that Like the fact that like Jim Mercer was like calling in and being like, start this quarterback, start that quarterback. Like you can't, you can't coach a team when you're Ursay's a clown. He's calling in high on like Oxycontins. And he's Yo, like, start he's this guy. Off. Wait, wait, go back to Matt Ryan. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, Quinn. <laughs> I think Frank Wright is a is a good coach. I think that this is a good team. They like I think that the Panthers, when we saw like down the stretch, the Panthers were frisky. They were like they were like flirting with the playoffs and they were running the hell out of the ball. And the day after they traded or the the week after they traded CMC, it's like, oh, they're gonna just punt it. Everyone that started running there, uh was it Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard? Foreman, they yeah, both Chuba. were I mean league league winners in some formats but pj walker gave him a little edge too i thought pj walker was really was really fun (laughs) for a little minute there but i think with um uh frank frank reich is a good head coach the carolina panthers have good bones for a team structure so um I think this is a really, really good pairing. And I know that they brought in a lot of like uh they brought in a lot of other veteran coaches to help. Um mm-hmm. so that'll be really good for them. Yeah, and DJ Moore. It was kind of a bummer not seeing uh Steve Wilkes stick around. I mean, he seemed to get a lot out of the team towards the towards the end, but he's moving on up in the world, I guess. you could call uh DC job an improvement over interim head coach or special teams coach from before. So mm-hmm. good for him. All right. Uh, next, Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles DC, the day after the, day after the Super Bowl, gets the Cardinals head coaching job. Yeah, with the coordinators, it's really, really hard to say whether they'll be good head coaches. Like for all of these coordinators, D'Amico Ryan's too. Like, like we saw, we've seen guys like just come in as coordinators and fail and guys come in like Nick Sirianni came in from a coordinator position and like really thrived. And it was like, 
Like I remember back in the day when like when McShay was hired, uh, sorry, McVeigh was hired um, and being like, I can't believe that the Rams came in, hired this like wicked young guy. Like he's called plays for like one year. Like mm-hmm. what the hell are the Rams doing? And he was like one of the best coaches in the league, like right away. So mm-hmm. you just never know. So well, I think every team is trying to do that. Every team's trying to find the next McVeigh. Yeah. Like, and it, it's, it doesn't work out, but you see the team's like, oh, it doesn't work out after one or two years. Bye. Next. Right. Bye. Yeah, next. I was going to say a, a problem too is that they might have them. And then a guy like Cliff Kingsbury gets canned like pretty early on in the, in the experiment. Like, not saying that he was definitely going to be McVeigh. I think he had some flaws too, but. I feel like they don't stick with guys as long as they used to, or maybe that's just me, like recency bias or revisionist history. But I feel like you used to get a lot more run, even as a bad coach back then. Like, man, uh, was it Mangini who stayed in like New York there, had like one good season, stuck around for like forever with the Jets? Yeah, I think that's like organization, organization more. That could like, be too. yeah. Um, but like, I don't, I don't think that keeping bad coaches, keeping bad coaches, I think it's become very unpopular in the NFL because mm-hmm. there's so much pressure to win. There's so much money. Right. And then like, when it comes to like finding the new hotness, like one thing that I do want to point out in all these head coaches, nothing from the college ranks. I think we're done with that shit. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I don't think you're going to make a jump from college coach to, to head coach in the NFL for a little, which bit. is what you had to do. back in the day. You, you had, right. you, you had to go through the steps. Now it's like, I want this. So, all right, sure. You have to go from college coach to coordinator in the NFL, yep. and then like so, it just it's a it's just a different coaching landscape. Well, because who was uh Harbaugh from Michigan was tied to a lot of jobs, and he was really the only name we even heard tossed around this year. And he's a former NFL uh, coach. Used, yeah, yeah, he's done it at some point. Right. It's really really the only one I think we even heard mm-hmm. getting uh, talks and really no traction that I even saw. I don't even know if he did an interview anywhere. Yeah, the only college coach that I know came up was Munkin, the Ravens OC that um, that came up from the Georgia OC. But Munkin was also previously an offensive coordinator in the NFL too. He was the offensive coordinator of actually the um, Jameis Winston Bucks team. Uh, where he threw the 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. 30 for 30. I still cannot wait for that ECM film. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Brashad Perriman's best friend. He's like, dude, I get stats. I said, are you serious? I'm going to put him back in there. And then, um, uh, well, the next one, I was going to say, O'Brien comes up to the Pats OC spot. And then they oh, have right. another, another dude from Alabama, right? He's like, he's going to be an assistant DC. Yeah, he was their like. quarterback coach at Alabama, I think. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember exactly what, who he is or what he was. But there's another guy from Bama that's coming up to do something. But he's he interviewed for the OC spot, and I think they're giving him like, yeah, quarterback coach. Yeah, it's all it's all in the Belichick family, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it in house, inbred baby, inbred. I mean, look at Steve Belichick, that little fucker. <laughs> that's what Foxborough does. That's <laughs> what we do. Yeah, I guess you can rifle through the rest of these. Yeah, just kind of get to the. I would uh, say stuff, but... right, rifle through them and then stop on anyone you want to talk about. But yeah, I don't that was, go for it. All right. Well, Vic Fangio, I know I had mentioned before that he was going to be attached to Sean Payton in Denver, and I think that there was a little bit of uh, his hesitance by him to go back to Denver where he had been previously. Instead, he takes a DC job for the Finns. I think that's a great fit for him. Um, good, good to see what he can get out of the Dolphins' defense. Uh, Jim Schwartz takes a defensive coordinator job with the Cleveland Browns. Hate that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have much to say on this. I don't really love the guy. I didn't love their defense last year. 
So cool. Put two things I hate together and then I can hate them like happily. I really hate and Cleveland as a whole now. I like just like Nick Chubb. <laughs> there's a funny story about Jim Schwartz, like trying to convince his players, like when he was defensive coordinator, like after they won the game to carry him onto the field. And they're all like, no. That's... <laughs> That feels that feels I, about right. For I gotta that find that film. It's like, all right, every, everyone, everyone, high five me real quick right now. Laugh at my jokes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, the Niners. We talked about this briefly. Steve Wilkes, former Panthers interim head coach and special teams coach, he gets the DC job. Great, great gig to land. I mean, Niners have a great defense every year, so he'll be happy there. Um, a big one. Brian Flores gets back into a coaching role in the NFL that he can be proud of. The defensive coordinator job for the Vikings. This, I think, is going to be a big test for him on his road back to head coach. If he can turn that unit around, I think he'll get a head coaching gig quickly. That's what you call an uphill battle, trying to coordinate <laughs> that Vikings defense. Man, they were a nightmare last year. It's been that for, yeah. for a, a couple of years now. You, they you don't know. have the depth at like any position. They're starting like, Patrick Peterson at age 45, <laughs> like yeah, the last right. couple of years. And he's Harrison a fun player. Smith like is also old. Like everybody yeah, on yeah, that Harrison team is Smith, old. Yeah. They they're they're seconds away from retirement and the Eric whole Hendricks there. old. <laughs> I think I think every year in our mantras we're like, uh every every pick we go, Vikings take this DN, Vikings take this this linebacker, Vikings take this safety, and every year it's like offensive line, like all right, your line is not great either, but like come on, your defense is <laughs> so non existent. <laughs> you gotta inject some youth into that thing. I know. Yeah, they get to figure it out there. So, again, like I said, big, big test for Flores. If he can get it done, he'll prove that he deserves another big shot. Um, New York Jets, they signed offensive coordinator, former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, which is a weird move considering he couldn't do anything with Russell Wilson, so bring him right in. But they fired Mike LaFleur, and then, coincidentally, Mike LaFleur latches on with the Rams as their new offensive coordinator, who had Liam Cohen um, go to Kentucky. So yeah, so like the Michael Four thing, I don't really get. Did he get fired for the Jets for like holding the bag on Wilson? Or it like, seems like he's getting saddled with that responsibility. Yeah, which is very uh, unfair. I guess he came out and he said that he did want Wilson over guys, even if he had had a shot at Trevor Lawrence, he would have said go Wilson. So that shows a lack of judgment, I guess, right there. But if that's the case, I mean, the head coach is just as much to blame. The GM is just as much to blame. So I don't know how you can saddle an OC with that. But <laughs> Yeah, I, that sounds like boss speak to get your employee fired. Just be like, nah, he was the one that wanted him over Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Corey was the one who said to put Hawaiian Punch <laughs> in the water jug, and that's why we have ants, and that's why he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. That happened in real life. Um. Tennessee Titans, they take offensive coordinator Tim Kelly, elevated from their passing game coordinator position, so that's an in-house hire. Todd Downing gets the boot. Todd Downing did latch on somewhere. I didn't put it because it's like uh, a fake job at some other team, so it's not a coordinator position. It's not big enough to talk Clipboard about. Clipboard kind of guy? Yeah, exactly. He'll be uh, passed around Microsoft Surface tablets. Um, <laughs> Houston Texans, I talked about this briefly. Bobby Slowick comes over with uh, D'Amico Ryans. He's going to take over as their offensive coordinator. He was formerly the pass game coordinator for San Fran, so we'll see what he can do. Um, the Bucks, they add offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Canales, um, he is replacing Byron Leftwich, who finally got the boot. 
And he was with Seattle for the past several years. He was actually with them as far back as when Russell Wilson was winning championships there. So he's been there in a million different roles, wide receiver coach, quarterback coach, passing coordinator. Now he'll finally get a shot at the official offensive coordinator for the Bucks, which should be real fun considering they don't have a quarterback. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Trask. Then you have, yeah, Kyle Trask. Uh, you get the Baltimore Ravens who Derek touched on this. Uh, Todd Monken comes up from Georgia. He was their offensive coordinator and he's going to replace Greg Roman, who is, I think, done, retired. Is it, was that the story on him? Is he, he's just, he I hasn't think, latched on anywhere else. I think he latched on somewhere, too. Oh, he I'm, did? Not, I'm not positive. Okay. I have to look that up. Yeah, so if you can find that, because I looked around briefly. I couldn't find it, but I could have easily missed it. Um, the one interesting note I wanted to make is that they are already out publicly saying, all the Baltimore beat writers, that Lamar Jackson was not, quote-unquote, fully integrated in the decision to hire Todd Munkin as the coach, uh, or the offensive coordinator. So, Nice. I don't think it matters. I don't think Lamar is a guy who really cares that much. As long as he gets paid, I think he'll be happy. But it's interesting if uh, Lamar is not part of their long-term plan. Maybe that's why you don't ask the guy. So, yeah, Roman's uh, interviewing for the Commanders OC job with Bieniemy. That's okay. what it was. That's good. That's what that, I see. I could see him going there. That makes sense, right? He needs yeah. a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> um the final ones oh yeah the eagles this is not really news so much it's just that it's not official but brian johnson is expected to be elevated on staff to the offensive coordinator position he was formerly with the team as the pass game coordinator and then defensive coordinator for the eagles they just got permission to interview vance joseph which i don't know i've seen so much of vance joseph in the nfl and i've loved him and i've hated him i've loved him again i guess Mm -hmm. we'll see but it's the eagles defense so theoretically you should be able to get a lot out of them yeah, Vance, a ton of pieces. I feel like with coordinators, like you can't really go wrong if you take someone with a ton of experience. Vance Joseph's definitely run a bunch of different defensive looks on different teams. Like, so I don't think that you can really go wrong. He also has a good front four to mess around with that makes it a little bit easier to run defense. So, yeah. Really, front six. They got six guys that can play. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I mean, you gotta imagine Fletcher Cox might be might finally call it this year. Um, because who's that kid that drafted the nose tackle or the d- defensive tackle this year? Who's a stud um, until he got hurt? Kid from Bama yeah. or Georgia? It was from Georgia. Davis. I forget his name. Jordan, yeah, Davis. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a freaking unit. So if uh, somebody wants to hang it up, you, like you said, if you got six guys up there that you can sell them in, mm-hmm. that'd be fine. Right. They'll probably draft another one, knowing the Eagles. Most I mean, likely, they're, they're spoiled for uh, for choice. So that. And they got not picks. A ton of needs. Yeah, they got picks. <laughs> not a lot of needs. They got picks. Um, yeah, get into some rumors, I guess. Uh, yep. Rex Ryan linked to the Denver defensive uh, coordinator job. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but if Sean Payton and Rex Ryan get together and Denver still sucks, like, I think we're all just going to sit back and laugh. I think it would be fun to see Rex Ryan dip his toes back into the coaching <laughs> realm. <right? laughs> I, think, I think it. I think I like begrudgingly really like Rex Ryan, and I think he's a very good defensive coordinator. So I think that this would be a good hire. Like he's just like such a football guy. You know, you could just he just like was born to coach football. So. I've always liked both Ryans. I thought they were both really good coordinators. Rex Ryan definitely ran out of time with that New York Jets team, but he still got to two AFC Championship games with Mark Sanchez. So, I mean, yeah, he's, that's not, he's a not decorated bad. coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't think – my knock has never been on him 
as like a good football mind or a good coach. It's just I didn't like him as like a person. Yeah. I thought he was annoying. Well, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Boy. Well, like, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah, I think with this team though, if you can grab the talent that Denver has, at, then put it at uh, a good offensive or sorry, a good defensive mind like Rex Ryan's disposal, I think you're in like Flynn. Yep. I like it. And he was great in uh That's My Boy, the Sandler movie. So <laughs> yes. After I, I saw, saw that, that theaters I did reason. too. <laughs> I, I I paid money to see theaters. After that, I'm like, all right, I, I got a little respect for him now. Yeah. He was like very very self-deprecating. It seems like he was like in on the joke. Yeah. Yep. Can respect it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Devo news. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I saw this on Twitter. I saw it on some, I don't know, Bleacher Report or something like that. And the Patriots are reported to be, quote-unquote, sniffing around wide receiver Debo Samuel. I just think this is another one of the many, you know, wide receivers that are going to be linked to the Patriots that will just never end up here. And we're going to hear yeah. it every year and every trade deadline and just never going to happen. I mean, if Debo does go to the Patriots, I probably will have to take, like, one, maybe two weeks off of work just to, like – let it sink in for a little bit, but yeah, you had to ice it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gotta moisturize between sessions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna cost a fortune for how many jerseys I have to buy myself, but like, it would be, I, I mean, he's openly stated that he hates cold weather though, so I can't imagine him like signing up to get to like come to New England. Yeah, it's like not... stay in San Fran, even though it's most it's a disgusting city, but you're not really living in there because you're rich, so. Right. Yeah, and Debo just like he just looks like he plays like kind of San Fran football too. I like if they're gonna move from anyone in that offense, I don't think it's gonna be Debo. Like he's an trade, he's, uh, uh, trade he, uh, Ayuk first before he gets the contract. Right. Like yeah. trade Ayuk. Like you already paid Debo. He blocks on the outside for your all of your little run scheme games that you like to play in San Fran. He'll run yeah. the ball for you, even though he came out and said he didn't want to, he still does it. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's a fucking gamer. Like, and all he wants to do is play football. What yeah. San Fran wants, end of the day, is a non-offensive lineman player to block on the offense, and they got that in Kittle and Debo, and they right. can't get rid of that because that helps yeah. their entire team. They should reach out about Nikhil Harry. I hear he's great at blocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they're gonna convert Nikhil Harry to tackle at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he would probably be a fine tight end. <laughs> Oh yeah, do it. Everyone else says, "Oh, they fail." But I'm gonna view Tyda. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> see it every time. It's the only thing, too like, big. The only thing stopping the kill Harry from being a tight end is having to still run routes and catch footballs. But outside of that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. He can be like a, a tight end from like 1986. Right, we move the fullback. You're, you're... <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll move on from some fake rumors that will probably never happen. But Lamar Jackson, this is probably more likely to happen. Uh, expected to receive the franchise tag. Whether he plays under it, I think, is a different conversation, um, whether he demands a trade or, or something. Uh, but more than likely, the Ravens will at least try to secure his services for one more season. Yeah, so they'll give him the exclusive franchise tag. Um, and I wanted to look up the rules real quick because like, there's the one that lets you tag him two years in a row. Like, no, you can franchise tag two player a player two years in a row under the like, franchise tag. It, I thought it scaled the numbers. There's some sort of advantage to the. That's probably why you just said you want to look up the rules. Also, yeah. go ahead, Derek. I think that like if you franchise tag a player, like someone can sign them if it's uh, like in it, the non-exclusive one uh, with a compensation of two first round picks. Like so, 
it's a weird thing with being of a restricted free agent versus a non-restricted free agent too. This is just weird contract rules in the NFL. If anyone wants to like go and look them up, but basically under the exclusive franchise tag, I don't think he would be able to do anything seek a trade. Like he would have to play for them or sit out for the full year. But holding out in the NFL is very expensive. So I don't know how any of this is going to work. Yeah. First of all, the quarterback number is thirty two point four two million for this year. Under, under the tag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, most we talked about it before. Running back is ten point zero nine million for the tag. Ooh, wide receiver is nineteen seven four. Really thank you, <laughs> thank you, Galladay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Tony Pollard to exclusive, likely to get the tag, Cowboys, and uh, Zeke possibly to take a pay cut to you know kind of make that work. So I don't. So I don't know if this is just me being a Cowboys fan, but like Tony Pollard's coming off a broken leg, that hurts your free agent value. I don't know if they're gonna have to franchise him. Or if they can get him to sign a smaller or shorter contract, maybe not smaller dollar value, but yeah, two, market value, two to three instead of four. Yeah, right. So he has the ability to be able to get actually a third contract because he'll still be like under twenty eight by the time that contract expires. So like, if I was the Cowboys, that's what I would be looking to do is assign him to a shorter, probably more guaranteed money for less money, and yeah. just because of the injury. Like, I don't know how many, especially with the free agent market for running backs, like, why would you go and sign Tony Pollard with a broken leg in a playoff game when you, he won't be healthy at the time that you sign him? Well, and it, then yeah, don't or, you have to pass yeah. a physical as well? Like, is he even going to be capable of doing anything to, to pass a physical to acquire that contract or to, to validate it? I'm not sure. Do you? I, I don't know. Physicals are for trades. Yeah, that happens trades. in trades, but like for the for the contracts, I don't know. I guess that's a good question. I would assume that if you're offering a contract to a player that is currently injured, there probably is some stipulations on guaranteed monies, like in the first year, based on like being able to perform. But there's It'd also be a, be a lot of incentives in, instead. Like right. you, you play so and so snaps or so and so games, then here's you know two million of your. They probably have. Contract. They probably have the ability to avoid a contract if he can't pass a physical over a certain period of time too. I wouldn't wouldn't rule that out in the way that the NFL writes their contracts because they're so not player friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh yeah, sure, we'll we'll tag you, but like also we're not going to pay you any of it if you don't get on the field like by week ten. Right. Who knows? But uh, I was just reading now. So he broke his leg and he tore ligaments in his ankle. So it's a high ankle sprain with actual torn ligaments. So it's like that's a like he just Bad had surgery. Injury on the end of january the thing that's so crazy is it looked exactly like mahomes injury and mahomes really skated out of there with only high ankle sprain like yeah it was the same exact play like guy rolled on his ankle his ankle his foot rolled outside of his leg one one inch difference too it's pretty much a fucking huge it could be the literally the exact same thing like same body weight same guy falls same angle same 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 it's just like I dodged it. You know? It is. Right. It is what it is. My bones absorbed it this time, and my ligaments flexed enough and didn't tear. Like hey, by the grace of God, man. 
I and I just want to say this if Scott can hear it because if Tony Pollard plays that whole game, the Cowboys were certainly in that game against Sam Fran. <laughs> like they could have won that game. They no, were moving it's... the ball. They were moving the ball in the second quarter. Tony Pollard got hurt, and it was it was really hard to move the ball from that point on. All right. Moving on. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jets inquire about him, uh, about his availability. He's he's now in a cave thinking about his life right now. <laughs> so room. Yeah, he doesn't even know what his availability is. He, like... He's, I mean, we, we don't have to talk about this too much because it's going to be the, a combo for the next couple of weeks. He does this every year. He could retire. He could force a trade. He's maybe. He's worth Maybe a lot he of money. Disappears forever, and we never have to talk about him. Again. That would be cool. Yeah, he, he lost his door on the outside. Like shit, no one's <laughs> coming to get me. I mean, yeah, we don't don't hear about him. But he's yeah. still got what three years on his contract that he just signed. Like, yeah, but there's like a there's a way for um the Packers to kind of get out from underneath it. I mm-hmm. think they have to trade him to get out from underneath it. I don't think they can just like cut him. But they like they wrote it to be able to be traded without a cap hit for the Packers, which is why it seems really likely that they were kind of like anticipating trading him after one year, but I just can't wait to see what his next tattoo is. Yeah. It's going to be a sweet mandala. It's going to be deep. <laughs> bay. That's it. Just bay. Just bay. Like, who's your bay? It's like, I'm my bay. <laughs> All right, should we get to actual news? Instead of Actual, uh, Aaron Rodgers' legitimate tattoos. News. All right, Daz, you can, you can take it. Oh, Derek Carr is officially out. Um, he was released by Las Vegas. And an interesting little wrinkle here that I, I saw, I just read today. So Carr had a no-movement clause or whatever the NFL equivalent of a no-movement clause is. And he told the Raiders he was not going to accept the trade to any team, including the Saints, which he's already like spoken to and seemed to be interested in. I love that move. I mean – just like an absolute fuck you. Like you will not get anything in return for me. You benched me. Cool. You can save the 40 million guaranteed and you cut me, but I'm not letting you get anything in return. I, I love the move personally. I think that's a great way to just shoot your way out of town. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And like, not only that, if you're Derek Carr and you're going to another team, like, you know, you're going to go to another team. Why take an asset away from that team? Even if it is a third round pick, like mm-hmm. right. that's your new team. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't even think of that. Like, wherever you end up, that could be the wide receiver that you want, you know, and right. that falls to you. Yeah. And I think, I mean, he's going to be probably, unless Aaron Rodgers, like, makes it public that he wants to be traded, like, Derek Carr could be the best quarterback out of the market. He's, I mean, he's competing with guys like Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah. Lamar Jackson, I guess, if he gets released from the tag, but he's probably going to be tagged. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's up there. I'd say they're they're pretty comfortable for what they can bring to teams. And honestly, Jimmy probably fits in with, McDaniels and the Raiders pretty comfortably, so that wouldn't even like, swim in his wake there. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else who's available in the, the quarterback market. But Drew Lock, uh, oh, my bad. Jacoby Brissett put together a pretty nice year. Like he's at, he's going to be a high end backup somewhere if he doesn't get a starting job. Mm-hmm. You could you could make the argument that the Browns would have finished with a better record if they didn't change to Watson. They might have made the playoffs if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting little tidbit, but um, super fun yeah. to be a Browns fan. I assume <laughs> yeah, that's what they get. I, I hope that whole that's exact. That is what they get, man. Look at Deshaun Watson. Speaking <laughs> of <laughs> pieces <laughs> of shit, <laughs> Alvin Kamara officially indicted on the 2022 beating of a shit out of someone at the club. 
Yeah, yeah. him and a few a few other people. I think it was four total got indicted for it. So yep. Yeah, I didn't know if they were NFL players. I couldn't find who they were. I think it was just his his. I crew, think it was his crew. His posse, his pussy posse, <laughs> jumping one guy, four of them. One guy's an NFL player, kicking him while he's down in the face, multiple. Yeah, face. like that's so that's, dumb on camera too. I just don't understand. I'll never understand it. Like you're an NFL superstar. All you have to do for your whole career is stay out of trouble, and none of these guys can do it. And all the NFL has to do is not have the Pro Bowl in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at running. <laughs> I'm not as fast anymore. They keep giving it to Taysom Hill. I can't Hill. have a thousand yards ever. <laughs> he was probably picturing Taysom Hill's face on that guy when he was kicking him. I, I probably would have. Oh, did that smile? Like, duh. <laughs> that being said, uh, he finished. Oh, no. This is 2021. I take it back. We're good. I almost freaked out there. Um yeah, fuck Alvin Kamara. I think that's the upside. Oh, good, Scott. You got the important news. Isaiah Hodgins resigns with the New York Giants. Hey, I mean, he was the best receiver last season. Guy can play a little bit. I, I don't hate him. I mean, he's a good he's a good depth piece. I mean, the Giants have one wide receiver on the roster now. So yeah, so he was an exclusive rights free agent, so that's why they could sign him at this point. That's yeah. why this he's the first one. But I mean, yeah, again, he's the best receiver there. I mean, there's Kenny Galladay is doing. Nothing. Darius Slayton. He's Slayton. I don't know. But no, well, he so, shows up and then disappears. I think Slayton and and Chip are both free agents. That's oh, why I'm okay. like what they have right now. Yeah. Right. And Shepard's probably they're probably he's old. He's what twenty nine. He came it out that he was rehabbing just... to come back and be ready for the season. But yeah. He, I, he, 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 should, he, should, he should hang him up. Yeah. yeah. He's just dealt with an injury every year, like something catastrophic. Yeah. Concussion. It's gonna really hurt his longevity in life. Yeah, yeah. I guess but, he's big um, involved with the players' um, association. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully, maybe he can just transition to a role there. He'll be the president of the, the PA. Yeah. Um, AJ Green retiring from the NFL. About time. I think it's about three years too late, but good. Finally, hang him up. Hell of a fantasy player. Hell of a yeah. Back in the day, NFL player. I mean, he yeah. came out. I think the same year as. as Julio Jones and they didn't yeah. stop in, until their old old age. I know, man. It, it makes me kind of regret not playing Dynasty earlier. Like that was what a hell of a draft. Yeah, <laughs> like Julio and AJ Green coming out and being like all pro wide receivers inside the first three years being in the NFL. And they AJ were Green, consistently like every year, twelve like twelve yeah. straight years that you would have been your team would have been nasty. <laughs> AJ Green was like one of the best like ball tracking downfield wide receivers I've seen in a long time. And like, I remember there was like one point like where he would make like pretty spectacular catches and it like came out that he was also like a very, very, very competitive juggler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I, I guess it makes a lot, a lot of sense now. I'm nationally ranked on the juggler. Kids, circuit. kids, kids. If you want now to become he... a good NFL player, juggle first and then play football. No, when AJ see- Green came out, which is that's still Carson Palmer days in Cincy. They ever it could not have been. It could not have been. Carson Palmer played f- for the Raiders even after Cincy. So it, it no. I don't I don't think so. I'm trying to think yeah, of who his first QB made. could have been. I mean his, his, first his QB. What year would he have started? Let's see. AJ Green was drafted. Two thousand nine. Oh, 2011. 11. Yeah. That's, was it Andy uh, Dalton then? It could have been. 
Bengals QB, Andy Dalton. Uh, Carson Palmer was their quarterback in 2010, though. I missed by one year. You did, idiot. So dumb. So dumb. One year. That's what that a wrong close. guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it. Always so stupid. Um, other retirements. Tom Brady announces his retirement for good. Uh, we'll see. It feels legit this time to me. I was saying that beforehand to you guys. It just seems a little bit more real. He's he's doing the tour with uh, Belichick on his podcast and chatting about the good old days. So we'll see. I mean, time. And he's, he, fi- he, he actually yeah. signed the papers. Yeah, that's that's the important part here is like filing the paperwork is a really important step in actually retiring. And like the fact that he did it so quickly means that he's probably ready to go with it probably somewhere around like week six or seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, it was really funny, like, uh, JJ Watt had tweeted like like on the Brady filing the paperwork news. He goes, "Oh, you have to file paperwork. Definitely not doing that shit." He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, doesn't care to file it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another, uh, I mean, some some greats going down this year: AJ Green, Brady, JJ Watt. Yeah, JJ yeah, Watt said a... he's gonna smoke weed for the first time, so that's cool if you're into <laughs> that kind of thing. No, you know, talk to Josh. Gordon, he's been at a leap pretty much <laughs> mentally since 2013. So, yeah, he's got plenty of weed for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, he was saying, on, I think it was on PFT, uh, they were saying like JJ Watt said he has to have a party with like all of his ex teammates because he had never done it in his whole life. So, everybody that he ever met was like, dude, whenever you do it, you let me know. I'll get on a plane and I'll let you and I'll be there. Like, I need so to now this. we know. D Hop's gonna be suspended for six games again starting <laughs> yeah. the season. Okay. hundred oh, <laughs> percent. Hopefully on the pads. I was gonna start <laughs> back around to uh to Brady. Him, I think he came out and said he's not retiring as a Patriot, so he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Uh a la Peyton Manning retired as a, as a Bronco, he'll be retired as a Buck. <sighs> I don't think that's, that's interesting. Fi- <sighs> I, I hope that isn't official yet, because like what you get six rings. <laughs> like you can't be going in the Hall of Fame as a buck. Is yeah. Payton really in the Hall of Fame as a Bronco? Yes. Yeah, I looked it up. Like, really? Yeah. When when I when Brady said the thing, I was like, "Oh, can you sign on one day? Is that like a thing?" Well, in I the think NFL it was more too? sour it, for Brady. Uh, yeah. I guess it was sour for Brady too. But I think he just said, "Fuck it, I just don't want to do it." Like I, I played my career out as a Buccaneer, and that's where I'm going to end, and that's the way it goes. All right, I guess. It's a big fuck you to us. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, uh, that's like, great. The older it gets, the more I kind of hate him. But yeah, well, like with Peyton, it's like oh, he won what? What one with the Colts? One with the Broncos? Yeah, yeah, he made. And they more... really didn't like run him out of town. I didn't feel like the Brady thing was as, as much of the same thing. He seemed like he wanted out more than he got run out. Yeah, I think it was mutual. Yeah, now that you say with, that, that with... was like I'm trying to like go back and think about like, like I bet the Colts ha- handled that so poorly. Oh well, because Manning had his bursa sack thing. Yeah, they like, said, oh, hurt, you there's, can't throw. There's any he luck said, oh, here. I'll go set a record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they said Barry. to him, so like, hey, we're just gonna trade you for for cheap because yeah. we're gonna draft Andrew Luck, who's gonna be the future for like the next twenty years. No, they didn't trade him. He he signed there. Payne was a free agent that summer. He you was. Remember that? Yeah, no. he was like going on tour. Like it was fun. Oh shit! No, I forgot. Yeah. No, what a season. Yeah. What a season. What a career with the Broncos. Unreal. All right. I, I'm still blow, blowing my mind that Pete Manning is retired as a Bronco. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He's like a guy's a little bust. It's I like think Zach 
Total set two in our group chat. I must have just rejected it from my brain, like not <laughs> no, accepting no. news. <laughs> like, I want to go back and like look at all the players that did that that didn't sign with the teams that you like know them by. Yeah, like is well, Mike Vick's not in the things. Did John Lynch not, not retire as a Bronco? Yeah, like the, first, you... the first one that came to my mind for some reason was like, what did Julius Peppers retire as? <laughs> oh yeah, probably like a he Packer was... instead of a Panther. As a no, Panther, no, he's he signed a one day deal with Benz. We we can get down this road. Yeah, there's a whole lot. Yeah, very of dangerous. Um, let's just wrap this up with the biggest piece of news: Calvin Ridley applied for reinstatement yesterday to the NFL. He's expected to receive it, and he should play in the NFL this coming season. Um, we'll see what he's got. I mean, talk about some rust on a guy who didn't look that great on his way out before, but he's in age. a better situation. So, yeah. I think like his play style like should be kind of fine for the age thing. He's not an athletic freak or anything. He's mm-hmm. more a tactician. So that doesn't worry me as much as the rust kind of does. And also going to a new system, new coach, new quarterback. Like I'll just take him a little bit. Like definitely a buy around week four or five in a dynasty league if you're gonna make a run for a championship. Yeah, so he's pretty much replacing Marvin Jones, which is an upgrade for the offense, as much as I love Marvin Jones, actually, he could s- still stick around there and be pretty much a he, receiving coach at, at, at that yeah. point, which I he think he would, he would yeah, do it. Sure. But yeah, you had Calvin Ridley Kirk, Zay Jones, like that it's looks pretty, pretty good on paper. On paper yeah. yeah, getting the tight end though, um, probably in the draft or maybe resign Ingram. Yeah, if Ingram comes with the right that- number, I think you, you keep him. I the tight end market's going to be a little weird, also because just like the running back market, one of the best tight end classes coming into the draft too. So and like and you, we could see yeah. two guys go in the first round at tight end. Like I'm probably we can we might see like four in the first two rounds. So yeah, like, the, there's so there's possibility of three in the first round, but yeah, I, I guess he four right. in the first two. But I mean, you right. you've guys like Ingram, Mike Gesicki who were up at free agency, plus with this right. tight end class coming in. They're gonna probably not get a huge deal because teams are like, hey, I can, I, I can just draft a guy for cheaper, right? Like, guess I guess probably gonna want. I mean, guess I guess it hasn't done anything in two years, so his value just pl- has plummeted. At I think Ingram's value has gone up. You know, a lot that, of guys though. I mean, even Dalton Schultz, Everett. Dalton Hurst, Schultz, Everett, yeah, shit. Robert Tunyon. I mean, he's not fantastic, but you know, Mercedes he's, Lewis can come and block for you. No, did you say Hayden Hurst? Hayden Hurst, too? Yeah. They set him for a one-year deal. It's weird. I thought it was more than one. That's So, so did I, but I'm looking at this list. For they feels like a lot of... I think, he was oh, a good fit in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's weird. Like A lot of teams do that one-year tight end deal, like a prove a deal, I, I guess, which is fine. Like The Pat, like the Pats are probably close to like cutting John o. Smith at this point, too. They can't. They can't cut they him. Can't, they just can't cut him. $16 million dead cap. God damn it. And, yeah, and at that point, Hunter Henry's I think 15, 15 million to cap it. Yeah. You pray to God that Bill O'Brien can figure out a way to use both of them. Like, because they've been a waste. I mean, uh, Henry had a decent season both both years he's been here, but Smith has been nothing. Like, absolutely yeah. worse than nothing. He's been detrimental to because of the team. And it, I think personally, it's definitely way more a coaching issue than it is a player issue because I think both those guys can ball like. I, I mean, they're paid to. Stuff, yeah. But... yeah. Like, I think Hunter Henry's lost a step for sure, but he's still like a good blocker, 
runs good routes. He seems like he's open in the red zone a lot. And then they just have not used John Smith any way that we saw him succeed in Tennessee. Just haven't done it. Like you, you've seen him what run, run the ball once. Maybe he's done two jet sweeps and that's it. That's all that he that did are in you, Tennessee. Usually succeeded. penalties because the line <laughs> fucks up because they're like, oh, th- th- this yeah. is the play. Okay. And like they, they only throw it to him inside five yards. They don't have him run like a seam route or anything. It's just like really strange the way that they've used Jono. Right. But, you know, in the first half of Patriot football that I watched before, I have to switch to red zone because it's so disgusting <laughs> to watch them play offense. But. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his like his mismatch was always his athletic ability at the tight end position, and and we're not even touching that. Them. Like, right, can right, you well, be a crisp route runner within five yards? He's like, no, I, I physically. Here's don't a minus that. one yard pass back. Use your feet. He's like, oh, that's not what I do. Like, I'm not a running back or a wide receiver, but freak athlete tight end. But free, yeah. free agency has a will have a lot of players on the move, a lot of players that can play football. So, so yeah, time for I, I'm very excited to go do some podcasts about that. Every position we can do at least. Wonderful ball cuts about QBs, cool. RBs, receivers, and then you get the draft c- c- coming in. Like, do the teams, you know, sign these these running backs, these receivers, if they can get someone for cheaper, you know, in the second round of the draft? Right, and, right. and we talked last year about all the movement and changes at the co- in the coaching roles, and then all the changes at the positional roles for the players. And when we thought, you know, there's no way we'll see this much movement again, and this there's, year was going to be so much more, more stable. This is even more psychotic. So you're looking at even yeah. more question marks as you head towards your your fantasy drafts, your dynasty drafts. Your- yeah. So if you think your dynasty team, if you might have won last year, it's not solidified. This is going to be a fucking roller coaster. Again, we saw all these coaching changes last year coming in t- to teams and like, oh, this guy was awesome last year. New OC sucked. Or this guy was bad last year. New OC, awesome. Like, there's just... A whole roller coaster that we just don't know what it's going to be until, you know, week one of the season. Like, you can make your dynasty trades and kind of, you know, hope this thing works, hope this thing doesn't work for that guy, but it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Yeah, guys that we all openly clowned on, like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones getting big money from the Jaguars, went out and had, you know, deserving seasons of what they got paid. Like, okay, uh, didn't see that coming. So, yeah, and I think like I think like uh difference too is like with like the Jaguars is a good example, right? That's a coaching staff that came in and like they look at their pieces and then they built their team structure and like their scheme around their players. And then when you look at the past with John Smith and Hunter Henry, and we're a scheme team that tries to jam players and the schemes on offense and it doesn't work all the time. So like like when the when the coaches move, you're gonna either get a guy that's trying to force players into schemes and it doesn't work, or you're gonna get guys that scheme around their players, which is what you really want. But it's hard; you can't, we can't tell from where we sit. Yeah, you, I feel like you don't know which one is happening until like three quarters of the way through the season, and <laughs> right. by then, team's already zero and ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're done. <laughs> I'm already sold off all my picks trying to win a game. <laughs> Yeah, I think right. that, uh, that yeah. pretty much does it for us. Yeah. That's, that's everything. A little over an hour. Rock and roll. That was yeah. fun, boys. Thanks for having over me. an hour. All right, Dows, take us out. Yeah, as always, from Scott, from Derek, from Corey, we thank you guys for listening to Top Shelf Fantasy. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY. 
Uh, we still have Jock Market promos going on. They've got new stuff. We always want to drop Jock, drop Jock Market. Uh, use code TSF for a 100% deposit match up to $100. They've got NBA, NHL, uh, what else golf. is coming? MLB is coming soon. Golf is right now. Yeah. Uh, Russian table tennis. Sorry, they don't have that yet, Baldy, but they will. Um, yeah, that's really all. Stay fluid. Stay with <laughs>